0: hey, you know, and I'm fighting back tears because I'm in pain. I'm limping, you know, and I was able to go around the corner and go down the hall and into the bathroom, clean myself up, come back out. And he goes, you didn't want anybody to know you were hurt. You didn't want anybody to see you cry. And you've lived your whole life like that.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I
0: just lost it at that point going, oh, my gosh, he's right.
1: Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. Today we're having a conversation about single parenting. If you're a single parent, or if you know a single parent you want to understand or minister to, Or, if you sometimes feel like you're a single parent, this podcast is for you. Jen Thompson shares very transparently her single parenting journey. Let's listen to that conversation now. We are here today with Jen Thompson, and I am so excited to have Jen because I've known Jen for a really, really long time. Her yeah. mother was a good good friend of mine and such a sweet sweet lady and she passed early and we all miss her but Jen is the spitting image of her. <laughs> so I'm so glad to have you Jen welcome to Adventure Parenting with Grace. Thank you. Yeah. So we have a topic this morning that is going to be a little different and I am really happy to have her here because we have a lot of single parents. There are a lot of parents out there who are doing this job alone, and it's tough. It's tough. So we're going to talk to Jen a little bit about how she maneuvers, how she's managed, and how the Lord has just carried her through this season of her life. So, Jen... Welcome. And could we start by you introducing yourself a little bit? Tell us who you are, how many kids you have. So I've got two kids. I've got two boys. They are 17 and 23. (laughs) You're kind of out of some of the thick of things.
0: Yes, sort of. I rent out a room. The young lady has a two-year-old. So I'm all over with
1: the toddlers in the house. And then I've got a bunch of nieces and nephews. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> so that's great. So looking back is a different conversation than when you're in the middle of it. And that's why it's nice to see you have gotten through this. And you can look back to be able to share with our listeners who might be in the middle of it. So that's why I thought it was just fabulous to have you here.
0: Yeah. My youngest still lives here. My oldest moved out, and he's adult and he's twenty-three. It's weird, me and him right now, trying to put together family nights because he's at that age, seventeen. He doesn't really want to just play games with me by himself. <laughs> it
1: was fun with his brother, but yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, it's it's different. Yeah. Um, Tell me, we're going to start on a real positive note here. What did you totally enjoy about parenting? You know, obviously there are things that are difficult and things that are great. And let's yeah. start with what was great about parenting.
0: Seeing kids learn new things is really cool, you know, to witness. Seeing them make good choices on their own. Some of the things I'll have taught them and I'm like, oh, okay, they picked that up. And some of them, where'd they get that from? You know, <laughs> Um, their different personalities for me. was kind of a trip at first, but also really cool because I thought with my oldest, he was very easy. And then came my second. and. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was not as quiet and didn't just sit in color and entertain himself. He was running always. Oh wow. And they, they are completely different. It was scary at first, but then it was it was cool to see, you know, okay, I've got a little mix of this and a little mix of that. Um, Seeing their different talents My oldest is an artist Uh, He would draw portraits of the kids I didn't know about this The teacher told me that In the pickup line after school He would sit there and draw portraits of the kids And hand them to them as they left Oh, sweet Yeah, I'm like, that is so cool, you know And um, my youngest, he's got a good memory And they had to memorize Not just a verse, but a chapter of the Bible By the end of the year And so they added a verse I think it was like a verse a week So at the end of the year They recite this whole chapter And this was so cool. He did it at Sunday school because you got to recite a verse for a prize or whatever. And he did the chapter. (laughs) So the teacher of the Sunday school led a men's Bible study. And he asked me, can I take Dylan, my youngest, you know, to my men's Bible study with me? And I said, I guess. What are you talking about? You know, (laughs) is it appropriate? (laughs) And he goes, no, I've been trying to get them to memorize verses and they constantly tell me it's too hard. None of them do it. And so he had my, you know, eight or nine year old stand up in front of all these men and recite this chapter. What a great moment. Oh, that's so great. I love that part. Uh, those proud moments. Yeah. Or seeing their hearts. You know, I came home from work one day and my youngest or no, my oldest was home and his bike and his helmet weren't there. <laughs> I go, oh, my gosh, what happened? Oh, you know, so and so in the other apartment building. He's my friend from church. I met him and he was telling me he didn't have a bike. So I gave it to him. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Oh my goodness. How do you get mad at that? Yeah, those were good moments to look on or being able to share things from your life, things that I know that my parents shared with me that I've retained. I didn't always listen when they told me. I remember everything now. So (laughs) sharing things with my kids that I hope they'll remember. Big things and little things. Sharing family traditions. You know, if you've got them or make your own. Mm -hmm. The hilarious moments. You really need to record those funny things in a place where you can get to them. Yeah. Because there, there will be really hard times. Not just when they're little, I mean, my kids are older and it's, you know, <laughs> there can be some traumatizing times and yeah. and to be reminded of the good times,
1: you need that. <laughs> yeah, that is so good. Yeah. And you think about that and it makes it all worth it when you see how well they've grown. It's really yeah. awesome, yeah. Okay, along with the good times comes the hard times. What, in in sort of an umbrella sort of way, what have you generally found to be the hardest? about parenting in general, and or about being a single parent.
0: Because we have a lot of parents
1: out there who have a hard time, and they have a spouse that's there, they may be absent part of the time or whatever. That's
0: good that you say that. When I was married to my youngest son's dad, he traveled more often than not during our marriage. And so yeah, it was kind of like being a single parent. But in general, hard about being a parent, second guessing your decisions that you're making, you know, Any parent will do that, whether they're married or not. Mm -hmm. And who do you ask, you know, trying to figure out what to sacrifice and what not to, that can be hard. Providing for your kids, you don't have to be single to worry about that or to find that hard. That's hard no matter what across the board, living within your means, Mm -hmm. necessities, focusing on that instead of extras. You know, right. and then what's the goal in parenting? It, it needs to be salvation. Mm-hmm. That has to be the end goal and learning how to give up some other things that you might want your kids to do that might get in the way of that. Um, yeah, yeah. But specifically, what's been harder as a single parent, uh, not having backup in the house, you know, I'm a mom of boys. So, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That can be different, you know, um, somebody there to bounce ideas off of, right. you know, um,
1: to share kinda... the responsibility.
0: Men and women have different ideas about things. That's how they're built. That's how they're designed. So I'm left with my own ideas. I don't have maybe a voice of reason, because in the moment, <laughs> I not not be that voice of reason, you know.
1: Mm, um,
0: yeah, somebody correcting me in front of my kids or saying yes to things when I've said no. Yeah. Um, so you
1: don't have to deal with that part because you are the final say.
0: It can be hard if you've got a friend or family that's around that Okay, might not think about that. That can be hard as a single parent because it's not a mom and a dad. With me, yes. I found it hard just with a mom with boys.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Single income, not everybody gets mm-hmm. child support. I don't mm-hmm. think people realize that. Not everybody has state funded housing, you know, it's not an automatic that you go first of the line. Um, There's a long waiting list. Shame and guilt can come, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How do you announce a pregnancy or throw a baby shower when you start out as a single
1: parent? Right. Um, Right. I'd like to talk about that for just a minute because Jen, shame and guilt, everybody has shame and guilt. And that can bubble up inside of us because we know our insides, our outsides. Um, But oftentimes, when it comes from people on the outside Mm -hmm. that want to make you feel shame and guilt, Mm -hmm. is that ever a problem? Do you ever encounter like a critical spirit (laughs) from even from Christians or maybe especially Christians? Yeah, exactly that.
0: Actually, you know, when I got with my oldest, people who knew me should have asked and they didn't, you know, what happened, whatever. And so there were a lot of assumptions made. It wasn't until he was three years old that somebody asked, you don't seem like the type of girl to get in this kind of situation. You know, what happened? Mm i was the first person I ever told.
1: Wow. Um, Wow.
0: But yeah, go, going to pick up, I remember going to pick up my sister with my mom from probably junior high youth group or something. And I, I was pregnant with my oldest at the time. And I'm walking up the stairs and I hear one of the youth leaders talking to, I don't remember if it was another youth leader or a parent, you know, oh yeah, you know, <clears throat> typical pastor's kid get knocked up,
1: you know. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, mean, I never went back to that church. Oh. They never asked. Never asked what your circumstance was. No. Yeah. And people don't. And- Part of it is they don't want to pry, but then if you don't pry, you still need to not make assumptions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's not always prying either. There's a lot of assumptions with how somebody starts out a single parent Mm -hmm. or how people end up a single parent. You know, they're not taking into account rape, death of a spouse. Good point. It could be divorce. It could be bad decisions, but there's a couple other things out there that- People don't ask. It's equally as hard. A single parent is a single parent, regardless of if it was by choice or not. Right. Right. It's the same things still apply. You still have a single income. You still don't have backup in the
1: house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't matter if you
0: chose it or not, it's still hard.
1: Okay. So without somebody in your house that is a co parent, what do you do when you have big decisions or when you have struggles? Do you have people that you talk to? Do you have mentors?
0: Yeah. Not everybody is inclined to do that or to feel the need. You know, I'm a single parent. I should know how to do this. My parent, uh, my mom and my dad, both. It was, you know, what about this? What about that? Or if they saw something, they might say, what about doing this or that? (laughs) Mm -hmm. My prayer groups now that I have in the last two, three years. Oh man, they're my go-tos. We text each other please pray for this. Please pray for that. It doesn't matter if it's big or small. We all will pray. There's a single mom who is my age. Her kids are a little bit older. She'll share stuff. And I'm like, okay, how do I do that? (laughs) She and I are different. So yeah, my pastor, church leaders, Mm -hmm. you've got to have a good good group of people Mm -hmm. when things go wrong. I learned that the hard way. I thought everything was great, and my oldest had a a couple friends that got to do things differently than he got to do. Um, They had different rules or lack thereof, not in a bad way, just they were different, you know, and they, single parent home, but they were dads. So the dads of these boys, I remember this one time, they, you know, he had been told, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have this kind of curfew. You if you're hanging out with us, we're not doing anything wrong. It's a school night, you know? (laughs) 11 a little late, you know, <laughs> I had, i made friends with their friends, parents and things. And I thought we had each other's backs as single parents and to be approached as a mom from a dad saying, you're just his mom. What are you going to do about it?
1: Oh my goodness.
0: And in that moment, I had no idea what I was going to do. <laughs> I am just his mom and I've got a little one already asleep at home. What, what am I going to do in this moment? So I ended up emailing my dad and my pastor who were on the same page, you know, generally, and they were friends. What do I do? I need some advice because but I'd like to not make a bigger mess. So how do I do this uh-huh. calmly? What's the right thing to do? But it was so scary. I ended up having to call the police. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. The police don't mess around, but that's a resource for parents who really don't know what to do or don't have somebody in that moment. They came and just told him, you know, Hey, if your mom says you can't go somewhere where you need to be home, you know,
1: wow. Yeah. They,
0: they let him know your friend's parents will get arrested next time because that's harboring a fugitive minor. because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He never went there again without my yeah. permission. So. Yeah. Yeah, not doing anything bad, but it's moments like that that you don't think you'll ever experience. That you go, I didn't think that I needed that much, you know, outside help. Yeah, I thought I had it.
1: And then, so afterwards, were you more inclined to look for? Oh yeah, outside help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I need new friends. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to find outside help that you trust. Because... Yeah,
0: you got to find people who are parenting on the same page as you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, people have different boundaries or rules than you do. You Mm -hmm. can look at yours and go, you know, should I adjust these? Because I admit I panicked, you know, where's that line? Mm -hmm. And if I move it, you know, you give an inch, they'll take a mile. That was Mm -hmm. always in my head. Mm -hmm. And so you can look at somebody else who's got that half mile. And you've given an inch and going, I don't know if I want to go that route and have them go the mm-hmm. full mile. But yeah. It, yeah, you've got to have people to talk about that with and say, can I
1: loosen up a little bit here? Mm-hmm. But you know, your kids, you know what they would do. <laughs> right, right. And you don't want to make them feel oppressed and particularly yeah. angry. You need to still have a sensitive heart for them, yeah. not like control them to the point that they are going to rebel even more yeah. than kids normally do.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that, and that particular situation was hard because it was like, they're not doing anything bad. They're not bad kids. My son's mm. not a bad kid. It was just mm. the rule, you know, Yeah, you, you got to be home at this time. And it was just an argument of rules. It wasn't them personally, I guess.
1: Right. You know? Right. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It, yeah. It's hard. And I have to say that's hard even for any parent. Because yes, I remember experiencing where do we loosen up? What do we allow? Yeah, um, yeah, it was tough. Mm-hmm. That's very Thank good. You. Thank you, Jan. Do you have days that you feel just overwhelmed? like I can't do this. What do you do those days? Now
0: I text my prayer groups. I pray. Mm-hmm. I'll cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a new thing for me over the last few years is crying. It's um, okay
1: to cry. I'm a crier. Well, I, it's okay.
0: I never was. And I feel like I'm making up for lost time now. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you can ask your kids to help more. Mm. When you're exhausted and you see this list of things you've got to do, cut out some of the things you might not have to do. Oh, yeah. My dishwasher isn't working. I hand wash all the dishes. Well, I cook a lot, too. Mm. There are days where I'm like, I look at the dishes and go, I am so tired. I will not be standing there for an hour doing this. I'll do it tomorrow. (laughs) Uh Sure. But you can ask your kids, depending on their ages, to do things. Mm. You can't ask a one-year-old to help you. But even toddlers can help put things away. There's the age-appropriate things. Your kids can do more than you think. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you think about the things they operate. They can operate a a game or this or that. They can turn on the dishwasher, you know.
1: If they can teach us how to do certain things in the computer, then they can certainly push a dishwasher button.
0: Yeah. I had an event at my house last Saturday, and I was running out of time. Mm. And I ran upstairs, and I told my youngest, you got to go down and mop the floors. And he looked at me and said, I've never mopped in my entire life. Like, it was going to be in it. That was going to be the reason that I went, oh, never mind. And I went, exactly. Get down lot before. so yeah it, it there are things that your kids can do and and uh you can ask them to help you because that when you're overwhelmed you've got to figure something out yes. there's something you will still have to do but um look at what your options are and ask others for help that's something that i learned mm. um i've never been good with that it's funny three years ago my health took a dump and I remember my dad telling me in the midst of this crazy trying to figure out what was going on. And he just said, Mm -hmm. I remember this particular instance where you came in, you had gotten hurt. I had fallen off my bike or something and ripped I'm just totally ripped up my knee Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a scrape. And, um, the way that my house, when you came in the front door, you were behind the back of the couch. Mm -hmm. And so Nobody could see me from the waist down. And we had people over. My dad was a youth pastor at the time and, um, or in youth ministry at that time. And, and I walked in and, Hey, you know, and I'm fighting back tears because I'm in pain. I'm limping, you know, and I was able to go around the corner and go down the hall and into the bathroom, clean myself up, come back out. And he goes, you didn't want anybody to know you were hurt. You didn't want anybody to see you cry. And you've lived your whole life like that.
1: Oh my goodness. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I just lost it at that point going, oh, my gosh, he's right. Yeah. And So since then, learning to be okay with help, you know, through all this, there were five weeks that I needed a ride to and from work, just health stuff. And a lady that I had just met, she sent me a spreadsheet of all her friends that she had talked with, and they'd all signed up to take me to and from work for five weeks. Some of them I had just met. Some of them I didn't know. It wow. was humbling. Yeah, it was humbling. It was embarrassing, but she goes, "You have to learn that you can't always be the helper. That's why you are exhausted, and that's why you're in the state that you're in. You're trying to do it all, wow. and um, you have to learn to accept help. And so, yeah, when I'm overwhelmed now, I'm like, ah, you know, <laughs> I gotta ask for some help. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And it's hard,
0: but there are people yeah. that want to help. You know, yeah. you can't always be the one helping.
1: Yeah, so." Yeah. Oh, such good advice. That's it's so, so important. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you yeah. will run yourself into the
1: ground if you don't. Right, right. Oh. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, good. So we're going to stop there and we'll continue next week. <clears throat> wow, this was so good to help us realize how very much we all need community. In all aspects of parenting, we will really benefit by a safe community that allows conversation about what's on our hearts and minds. I know it was really important in my journey. So if you're interested, I'm going to host a Zoom community to talk about the podcast or any other aspects of parenting. There will be a nominal administration cost, less than the price of a cup of coffee. We'll meet two times a month. I'll leave a link to the sign-ups with more information in the show notes. I would love to spend some time getting to know you. And hearing about your journey, an opportunity to all share our struggles. So that's it for today. And remember to rest in the Lord this week.